Here we go. Good morning. Good vach. Today's daf is daf ayin, page seventy in the Heligim Maseches Kedushim. We pick up on the very, very top line of daf ayin Amar Aleph. The third word on the line is Geri Becharure. That was the next category of yichus in the Mishnah. Those who convert to Judaism and an Eved Kanani that is freed, that they're they uh, they're let marry with each other and marry with regular Leviim and Yisraelim. And it's going to be just get ready for a beautiful, beautiful daf ahead of us with some uh, stories and and the beautiful limudim things that we could take into our into our lives. Here we go, Minola. How do we know? First of all, that they went up to Eretz Yisrael. Everybody who had separated themselves from the impurity of Bavel went up to Eretz Yisrael. Uh, uh, Goyim are part of the impurity of Vava Once you become a Ger You've completely removed that So that's a proof Anybody who separated themselves like a Ger <coughs> Excuse me And an Evakanani Who's now taken on A uh, uh, Complete role As a Jewish uh, A Jewish man Left Vava Went up to Eretisho Mamzeri How do you know Mamzerim went up Manala And what's the source That they had their own Their own group I just Just picture the scene going up to Eretzral and uh, all these groups, everybody knowing their place in halacha. It, it's, uh, you know, if, if it's done right, I'll call it. And you, you could imagine that people would be, uh, you know, you might have people who want to start judging and this and that. Otherwise, it's, it's a beautiful scene when people are going up with their groups, just this is my situation Rabbi put me into, this is the Ratzon Hashem, and this is, this is where I'm at. Manola, and what's the source that they went up? as it says, Vayishma sanvolet hachoroini, sanvolet hachoroini, heard v'tuvya ha'eved amayni, and tuvya the eved, uksiv. And it says about these two people, Ki rabim b'yehuda b'aleishvua ha'yu. Many people were b'aleishvua, that means they swore to these people. Ki chosun hu l'shachnaya ben arach. Since he was the son-in-law of Shachnoya ben Arach. Now Rashi explains that this guy, um, Tuvya from Ammon, was the son-in-law of Shachnaya, the Yehoichanon Benai, and he had a son, Yehoichanon. And his son, Yehoichanon, Lokach, took for marriage as Bas Meshulam ben Brechia, the son of Meshulam ben Brechia, which was the, the daughter of the son, right? So which, she was a regular Jewish woman. Kasavar, he holds that if you have a kacham or ever the kid, if that's you have an intermarriage, the kid's a mamzer. This is not how we paskin, but if we're following that opinion, then Tuvia's son was marrying. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, Tuvia's son married Shechania's daughter, which uh, who was a mamzer, and he had children from there. So you see. That since you see Mamzerim, this is at the time that they went up from the second base of Megdash. So Mamzerim, Shachania's daughter, was there. So you see Mamzerim went up to Eretz Yisrael. Honey, Chalman Damar Vlad Mamzer says Gemara fine. Now, how do you know the kid was a Mamzer? Don't say it specifically, but we're assuming it was a Mamzer because we're following the halacha that if you have an Evikachavim and an Evidabah Bas Yisrael, which was what this case was. The kid will be a mamzer. You have a non-Jew having relations with a Jewish woman, or ever having relations with a Jewish woman. The kid will be a mamzer. Here you have a mamzer. Says the but not everybody agrees with that. Honey, Chalaman Damar Vlad Mamzer, Chalaman Damar Vlad Kosher. 
But what about us? We rule that if you have an Evakanani with the Jewish girl, the kid's a regular Jewish kid, you don't have a proof that they were Mamzerim as part of the group. The kid's not a Mamzer. And furthermore, all it says is that he took her. It doesn't say they had children together. It says, oh, he took the daughter who came from an Ebed and a Jewish woman. Okay? Very nice. I'm sorry. Fuck it. He took a Jewish woman. He's Ebed. He took a Jewish woman. All right. So he married a Jewish woman. Do you see Mamzerim in the picture there? No, there's no children there. So first of all, we paskin, we rule. Anyway, in that situation, you're not a mamzer. Second of all, who said they had kids? So we're back to square one. Which is, prove there's mamzerim who came up to Eretz Yisrael. And I'll keep going with my questioning, says the Gavar Vesu. And furthermore, doesn't say where they were at the time that they took them. Maybe the wives that they took lived in Eretz Yisrael. They didn't come up from Bava. And our question is, hey, no, people went up from Bava. Mamzerim came up from Bava. So even if you're going to tell me the kids are Mamzerim, and if you're going to tell me that there were kids, who says that they went up from Bava? Maybe they were in Eretz Yisrael already. And we're back to square one again. The further point, prove Mamzerim came up. Ella rather says the Gemara Mehacha, the source is from here. Says the Pasuk. They went up from Tel Melach and Tel Kharsha. Who? Chruv, Adoin, and Imer. And they didn't say where they came from or if they were Jewish. That's the Pasuk. Says the Gemara. Tel Melach. What's Tel Melach? What's this place that they came up from? These are people that acted like Melach, which was turned into a pillar of salt. Okay? Now the assumption from this Pasuk is that the, if these people lived like Sodom, where there were no real borders and boundaries amongst them in relations, there was Mamzer, Tel Kharsha, what does tell Kharsha? means Kheresh is like a deaf mute. So the pile of deaf mute, what, what does that mean? Zekari Abav Imai Mishaskose. When somebody says, hey, where's my dad? And his mother says, shh. And you don't know who their parents are at all. Zeasufi, this is referring to the Asufi, Shinasaf Minashuk, who has been abandoned. And now we have no clue who the mother and father is. So we don't know how to be Miyaches. This child, Kruv Adon the Emer, so it says, who went up? Kruv went up, Adon went up, and Emer went up. Omar Rabbi Avo, Omar Adon, the master said, this is going to make a drusha. What does it mean, the, the, the master said? So Rashi says, Misaris Hamikra Vadarish Adon, Kamai Adon, Emer, Kamai Omar, Adon is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the master, the owner of the world, the master of the world says, Ani Amarti, I said, you, Yisrov Lefanai, Klai Yisrov should be in front of me. Chashuvim, as... I'm going to translate this in context as impeccable, as Chashuv, 
as the Kikruv, like the Kruvim in the Beis HaMikdash, the two childlike figures that were in the Holy of Holies. I said, Bnei Yisrael, Yumamish are the Kruvim, precious, pure. Fahim Samu Atzmam Kenomer. But they've decided to change it and make themselves like a Namer. What's a Namer? A leopard. What's unique about a leopard? Fascinating Rashi over here. Rashi says that a Namer, it's about uh, 12 lines down the thin lines, Kichayazu, this wild animal, She'ena Makpedes Bezug Chaverta, that is not Makped about taking his, <coughs> his friend's mate. Leopards will uh, have no faithfulness and they break up other uh, relationships of, of other leopards. Rabban Shalom says, Nebuch, this is what's going on in the Pasuk, right? Chorov, Odin, and Emer. I said that you should be Mamish. The Odin says you should be like the Kruvim and you end up being like a Nummer. You end up being like a leopard that doesn't have faithfulness. Even though they make themselves like a Nummer, they are still considered in front of me like a Kruv. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, with all of his Yud Gimel Midas Harachimim, his 13 attributes of mercy, he says, you know, I demand that you're, a, you're, a, you're like the Kruvim. At times, Klai Yisrael acts like the leper. And they're unfaithful to each other and to HaKadosh Baruch HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, doesn't make it, not, not doesn't matter. It matters when you sin, but I will always view you like the Kruvim. I'm going to love you no matter what. Rabbi Rabbi says, any person who marries a woman who doesn't have proper yichus for him, for example, you have a kayan who marries a divorcee, or a Yisrael that marries a mamzeres, the Torah considers it as if he's destroyed the entire world. And then uh, he's plowed it over and then put down salt to make sure nothing grows further. Yeah, these went up from Tel Melech and Tel Kharsha. Now this is such a, it sounds pretty extreme, but it's really not. Ailam Chesed Yibane, the world's here to be built on Chesed. We also know Bishvidi Nibra Ailam, every human being the world is meant to be created for. And when somebody goes and takes a, a woman that's going to taint the lineage of the children, every child, you just took a child that could have had a, a mamish be an entire world and you just plowed it over. Now this kid's going to have tainted ichus because of the decision of the parents. Anybody who marries a woman for her money, will have children that are not mohugan, that are not proper, are not fit. They're not going to be people with beautiful midas. They rebelled against Hashem and they have children that are zarim, that are off, that are strange in the ways of, of the Torah. And maybe you're going to say that from the fact that there's money, um, he'll, uh, he'll at least be wealthy, even though his children aren't going to uh, be good people. That the enemy referring to either the Satan or any uh, any uh, power that the puts in the world that could remove the money, he'll lose that too. He'll lose that too. <clears throat> Maybe we'll say he'll lose his money 
but she'll at least be able to keep the money that she had that she never brought into the marriage. For example, there are certain properties that what a woman brings into marriage do not become the husband's. She holds on to it. So that maybe she'll be able to hold on to that. Talmud Leimar, therefore it says, Chelkehem, their portions, Talmud it takes a month, meaning it'll happen quick. My mashma Amr of Nachman Bar Yisro Chaydish Nichnas Chaydish Yitzi. The same way a month goes in and goes out, Umemaynam Avad, and the money, uh, the money is lost. Yeah, people get paid monthly, right? So beginning of the month and the end of the month. The same way the end of the month goes, the money is going to uh, the money is going to go as well. The Amar Rabba Bar Rav Ada the Amri Law Amar of Sala Amar Rav Hamanuna. Anybody who marries a woman that's not fit for him. Again, let's say, a kayan to a divorcee, or Yisrael to a mamzeres. Eliyahu kaifsay. Eliyahu hanavi, so to speak, ties him up. HaKadosh Baruch Hu writes, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives him malchus. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives him lashes. Okay? Vitana. Um, Vitana. And we learned. Al-Kulam Eliyahu kaisev. HaKadosh Baruch Hu kaisev. All these people that marry women that they're not allowed to marry, Elio Anavi writes it down, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu signs his name underneath. and he writes, "Woe to a person who passes up, disqualifies, ruins the lineage of his zare of his offspring." And creates pagam in his family, and marries women that are not fit for him. And you should know this is very, very interesting. This is fascinating. As terrible as it is to get involved in a relationship that is forbidden, if I say about you, that you have a problem with your yichas. I say, you're a mamzer. You know what that means? Says the Gemara, that's a proof that I have a problem in my own genes. As they say, it takes one to know. This is a fascinating theme that we find in a number of places in Shas. If a person regularly is finding problems with other people, that means there's something with them. It's on your mind for a reason, even if you yourself don't know it. And he, um, and um, and uh, a person who also has a problem with their yichus has issues learning how to praise others. That's why it's a sign that you have an issue. Because if I'm busy finding your problem, that's a sign. People who have problems have this subconscious knowledge of it, whether or not they know, and they, they can't bring themselves to, uh, to praise others. Vyamar Shmuel, and Shmuel says, B'mumoy paisel. This is a famous phrase, uh, if you've heard it. It's a common phrase that people say, with, and with, it goes like this, Hebrew phrase, two, four words. Kol ha-paisel, all people that find blemishes in others, B'mumoy paisel, you're finding a blemish in yourself. Finding a blemish in yourself. Who got with those a person to be Narda from Narda? The all lebe matbachi of Pompadisa. Amar lehu havlu bisra. He went to a meat store in Pompadisa. Said, "I want meat." Amar lehu. They said to him, "The tar wait ad the shakel lishamei 
until the assistant takes to Yehuda Bar Yechezkel. He's first in line. The Nesivlach, and then we'll give you next. Wait your turn. Omar, this guy in the butcher store behind Rabbi Yehuda Bar Yechezkel's assistant in line. Yeah, he's behind in line. He says, Man Yehuda Bar Shviskel the Kodumli the Shakal Bar Kamoi. Who's this lowlife? Yeah, Yehuda, but he changed the name. Yehuda Bar Yechezkel. He said, Shviskel, yeah. Shviskel is like, he's just making fun of the name. Yeah, Yechezkel, Shviskel. He just like, you know, he just making fun of, uh, he's just putting it down. Uh, he's, he's being taken care of first. Who's that guy? Ozdu Amli the Rav Yehuda. So they told Rav Yehuda, so Shamte, Rav Yehuda put him in Cherim, as Rashi says, is supposed to happen when somebody puts down a Talmud Chacham. When somebody demeans a Talmud Chacham, they should be put in Cherim. They need to be taught a lesson. You don't put down Kavra Torah. You, you have to raise up the Torah. Amru, Ragul Dekari and Abde, you should know this guy. Not only did he say Rav Yudabar Shviskal, he, he normally walks around. You know some people walk around calling others Mamzerim? Yeah? You this, you that, you that. He says, this guy calls people Avadim. You servant, you son of a servant. He walks around calling him. Yichriz Aleh Da'avduhu. So Yudah said, not only is he in Cherim, we should, people should know he's in Eved. Ozal Hahu. So this guy went, he said, ah, chutzpah. Rabbi Yehuda going and telling people that I'm an Ever, you know what, I'm going to sue him in court. I'm going to take him in front of Rav Nachman, who's the leading halachic figure, and I'm going to sue Rabbi Yehuda for everything that he's doing. I say, piksa dasmana. So they sent a hasmana, which means a summons, to Rav Yehuda Bar Yecheskel to come. Also, Rav Yehuda came to Rav Huna. Now, Rav Yehuda had a summons to show up to Rav Nachman's Bezdin. He didn't know what to do. So he went to Rav Huna for advice. Omar lei, ezel elei ezel, should I go or not? Omar lei, mezel lei mi boilach lemezel. Really, you don't have to go. Mishum degaver rabaat. Because you and your Bezdin are even greater than Rav Nachman. So do you have an obligation to go? No. He can't, uh, he can't summon you. There's a halacha, this is practical halacha, halacha and shulchan aruch, is if let's say you have a, a well-renowned bezdin with judges on it, a lower level bezdin cannot start summoning a higher level bezdin. You, you can't have uh, um, a, a local court summon the supreme court for a ruling they made. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. The supreme court can overdo a lower court. He says, he says, Rabbi Yudah, really, you don't need to go. But you should know. He says, but you should. You should. Why? Rashi says, Rav Nachman married into the Reish Galusa, which was like the leaders, appointed leaders of Klaisol by the local governments. He's connected politically and things of that way. It's not worth it to ruffle feathers. Do you have to go? No. But if Rav Nachman feels that he should summon you, Instead of causing a problem, just go. Also, Ashkei Dukovin Maka. So Rav Yudah said, okay. So he comes to Rav Nachman's Bezdin because he was summoned. And he sees Rav Nachman making a Micah. What's a Micah? A Micah is a mitzvah in the Torah, which is anytime you have an elevated platform, you're obligated to make a railing around it to ensure nobody falls off. Okay, if you have steps going down, there's a biblical mitzvah to make a railing. If a person has a roof, 
that people normally go up on their house, there's a biblical obligation to put a mica, a protective border around the roof so people don't fall off. So he sees Rav Nachman doing this mitzvah. Amar lay. He says to Rav Nachman, he says to Rav Nachman, once you're appointed to position, it's really beneath your dignity now to be building your mica out publicly on your roof. You should really have somebody else be doing this for you. He says, I'm just, I'm not building a whole uh, mica. I'm just putting up a small part of the fence, a, a basic thing. I just want to make sure that the people's safety, and that's not a lack of of kavanatayrim. He says, "Listen, the word mica, yeah, um, is it a good word, <clears throat> or is it, uh, or should it be a mechitza, which means like a separation or a fence?" Sit down on the bench. He was giving him a lot of Aramaic words. He says, the, the usual word that we use in yeshiva is safsol for a bench. Why are you calling it a karfita? He sees Rav Nachman. Here's what's happening. This is, follow along, this is beautiful. He sees Rav Nachman using language that is not what we'll call Yeshivish. It's not like from language. Okay, it's not from language. Now, we're talking to the when you're talking to people who don't understand. You could use that, but he says here we're we're you know we're both rabbanim. You don't for you know you, you could say you could say Hashem, you could say the Rebbeinu You don't need to say God, you know whatever he says. We all in yeshiva use the word safsal. What's with karfita? <coughs> Or an itztava, also like a, a bench. Let's go eat some esregim. Omar Le, Ravuda says, Whoever says the esregna, Tulsa Baramasaya, has a third of arrogance. You should either call it an esreg or an esrega. You shouldn't call it an esregna or an esrega. Drink Ambaga. Okay. She says to him, now Rashi says Ambaga is kind of like a morning coffee. Okay. In Mishnah Gemara terms, we call it Aspargus. Let Dainag come and, and serve us. You shouldn't have a woman serve you. Yeah, if you have a if you have men sitting down to eat, better for a man to serve than uh, than a woman. So Rav Nachman is is getting into a lot of trouble here, right? <clears throat> Rabbi Yehuda is greater than him is showing up because he was summoned and he sees Rav Nachman doing all these things and using all these expressions and everything Rav Nachman says he can't do it right. So Rav Nachman says, "What's wrong with my daughter bringing us?" Uh, our morning coffee, Kitanahi, she's young. She says, When the Chacham say, when Shmuel says you shouldn't have a woman serve you, it means any woman. doesn't say an age. So we shouldn't be your daughter. She says, okay, listen, 
Maybe you want to go inside and say hello to my wife, Yalsa. Yeah, let's say hello to my wife. It's not proper for me to go and uh, greet her because then I'm going to hear her voice and we're going to, uh, we're going to get into conversation. Okay. Now, we know, practically speaking in halacha, Kol Isha Erva is not speech. Kol Isha Erva is singing, right? Singing in the, uh, for, specifically for, for men. Um, but Rabbi Yehuda was being strict over here, and he says, you know, even speaking to her, I want to be machmir on my cell phone. Uh, he's, and the, the sensitivity comes from Kol Isha Erva. Okay. Efshar al Shliach. He says, okay. Send a messenger to say hello to my wife. says, You shouldn't say hello to a woman. Okay, because you start conversation, Kalit the sin. She says, What about through me? Not if you send through a husband. If I say hello on your behalf, that's certainly okay. Okay. So Rav Nachman is still in trouble, yeah? Everything he does, Rav Yehuda tells him, <coughs> excuse me, there's a better way to do it. So his wife sent, I guess Yalsa is in the kitchen, or wherever she is in the dining room, Rav Nachman's wife, she's overhearing all this, her husband uh, and, uh, in conversation with Rav Yehuda, so she sent the message, Shari le Targay, let him free, because everything that you do, he's finding a fault with, and you're going to seem like an average person. He's making you look like you're not a rabbi. my shiate He says, okay, let's get down to business. You found me making a mica. You want to know why I was doing it nobody else? I gave a reason. I used the word. You had a problem with the word. Another word. Problem with the word. Another word. Problem with the word. I offered you drink. No, not good. My daughter, my wife, my this. I can't do anything right. What are you doing here? You sent a notice that I should show up. You summoned me. He says, doesn't make any sense to me. I'll tell you why. When I talk, you have no clue what I'm talking about. You can't find anything right with one word I said. But all of a sudden, my writings, oh, you understand clearly that now you're showing up? Yeah, the words I wrote in the summons, you should have uh, reinterpreted them to something else also. He says, no, no, no. You sent it, let me show you. And he takes out the document and he shows him the summons. Once you're here, tell me what's up. This guy came to me. You called him, you put him in Cherem. He was calling people in Eved. You said that he's in Eved and he's coming to sue you. Tell me why you did what you did. I don't want to just say you're right. So people shouldn't say that rabbis, uh, what's the proper word? 
always side with each other, push it under the rug. I don't know. There's a better expression, but like, right? Oh, you're a rabbi. Fine, you're right. I don't want people to say that. So, even if you are right, you got to state your case in front of me. You want to state your case? We got to be fair, and this it has to look fair to people. Amar my time is something. Why did you put the guy in here? He says, He was bothering helpers of the Chachamim in the court. He said, You should have given him Malkus. Rav said, You're obligated in lashes, not that you're obligated in Cherem. He says, That I, I felt that he needed more than that. See, lashes are short term. To be put in cherim, you ain't coming out until you do a real sincere teshuva. My lashes, you got your lashes, you didn't necessarily do teshuva. I felt he needed more than that. My time, Achaz Maralei Da'avdu, why'd you say he was in Eved? Amaralei, the Ruggle, the Korean Shiavdi, he's calling everybody else in Eved, Vitani, and the Brysa says, Kalapaiso, Apostle. Anybody who apostles up other people means he's got the same problem. He doesn't know how to speak positively and praise others. When he's making other people puzzle, it's with that specific blemish. So Rav Nachman says, maybe Shmuel meant that you should assume that, let's say you, somebody calls others mamzerim, you assume they're a mamzer. But does it mean that you tell the whole world, this guy's a mamzer? Doesn't necessarily mean that. Again, you have a guy who goes around, he's like, you son of an Ebed, you mamzer. Says Shmuel, call a paisa, but my paisa. Now, what does that mean? Whoever passes, whoever creates a puzzle, he himself does. Does it mean once you say that, you're like, oh, you're a puzzle, let's go tell the whole world that guy, he called you puzzle, he's but No, maybe it just means add it to the files. This guy might have a problem. In the meantime, as the conversation is moving along, Somebody who was there for a court judgment. So one guy was listening in to this conversation. And he said, you should know, Rav Yehuda, you call me in Eved. And I actually come from the Chashmainam. I'm not in Eved. And you said I'm in Eved. You're also an Evid. Anybody who claims they're from the Chashmainam actually comes from servants. They come from a, a family of Avad. Okay. Many of the families, fascinating Rashi here, and Rishayna, many of the families of the Chashmainam afterwards by King Herod, they went and they, they uh, married uh, slaves or people who were, who were uh, disqualified. Okay. Didn't we learn that if you have a Tamil Chacham that gives a Psak Halacha, gives a ruling, and then, um, and then proves it, so if he taught it before the story, we'll believe him. But if he taught it after the story, we don't believe him. And therefore, <clears throat> now that you're only doing it after the fact, meaning this guy said to Rev Yehuda, one second, you're trying to put this guy in here because he's calling people in Evid. You called me in Evid. <clears throat> what about you? 
And Rabbi Yudah says, well, me, I didn't call you an Eved. The Chachamim called you an Eved because you said you're from the base Chashmainam. So Rabbi Nachman says to Rabbi Yehuda, okay, I don't like that answer though because we'll only listen to that answer if you explain yourself before the accusation. But once there's an accusation, you need to come and respond and you didn't say that before, I need to be concerned about you calling him an Eved previously. Omar Lay. So if Yudah says back to Rav Nachman, yes, Rav Nachman starting to turn the tables on Rav Yehuda a little bit. You're calling people, you're calling somebody uh, an Eved. You got it? Um, so he says, Ha'ika Rav Masna Dekoi Kavasi. He says, okay, you don't want to trust me? Go ask Rav Masna. Rav Masna knows the same Torah. He knows that. Rav Masna Chazna Radot Klesa Hashni. Now, says the Gemara, the Rabbani Shalom runs the world. It happens to be Rav Masna had not been in the city for 13 years. Hu Yaimah Punkt happens to be the way Hashem made the world. That day, <coughs> excuse me, that day Rav Masna <coughs> was in Arda. Omar Mar Omar Shmuel. Do you remember what Shmuel said? Kikachadakari Aguda. When he was standing at the edge of the river, Vachadakari Bapamba, and he was like about to go onto the boat. Yeah, remember what he said? And he didn't want to tell him. He's, he's reminding him of the setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hachi Amar Shmuel. Shmuel taught us in that moment. Called Amar Dumis Chashunai, Malka Kasina Abdu. Anybody says he comes from the kingship. Abes Chashunai is an Eved. Because there really is no royalty left from the Chashunai. Elahi Ravisa. There was one woman. The Sokola Igra Varamya Kolav Amra. Who went up and she said. Called Amar Bis Chashunai. She says. Anybody says Mirach is a servant. Nafla Migro Misa, and she threw herself off of uh, off of a roof because she came from this family, and they were all either intermarried or killed out, and she didn't want to be part of it. So she made this declaration. Now that Rav Masna corroborated, big word for me, Rabbi Yehuda's original statement. That anybody says the Bechashunam is a servant, so now Rabbi Yehuda's off the hook. This guy says, But you call me a servant. Said, I didn't call you a servant. Marshmul called you a servant. And by the way, you are. <laughs> you are, because we know the whole story. Okay. So now, let's keep an eye on the whole story. This guy had. Messed with Rav Yehuda Bar Yecheskel's assistant in the butcher shop. That's how this all started. The butcher shop. Yehuda Bar Yecheskel. <laughs> Make fun of his name. Put him in here. Called him an Eved. You're an Eved. He goes and snitches to Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman summons Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda says, should I go or not? Just go. You don't have to, but go. Turns out all this terror... Rabbi Yehuda's sticking to his guns. Turns out he's right. This guy's Takan Eved, according to Psak Halacha. Okay. So now Rav Nachman's Bezdin also announced that this guy's a servant. On that day, there were a lot of Ksubas that were torn up in Narda. Okay. What this means is. That everybody from this guy's family was now also assumed to be a slave because they have the same yichas, 
And those marriages fell apart without any ksuba obligation. Because let's say the husbands of this guy's daughters all said, hey, our wives are avadim. We have no chiv, we have no obligation of ksuba to them. So this guy basically ruined it for himself and his whole family. Why? He couldn't fargin being next in line in the butcher shop. Okay? He couldn't be second in line behind an assistant to a Talmud Chal. Okay. Kikonofik. As the story was ending and Rabbi Huda was leaving, Nafke Abbasre le Mirgame. A lot of people walk behind Rabbi Yehuda. Mirgame literally means to stone him. What it means is they were very angry at him. He was summoned to Besdin. He comes into town. And guess what happens? Families are now falling apart. And now Rabbi Yehuda is leaving. He comes. He makes trouble. Omar Lahu, Rabbi Yehuda said to these people who were harassing him. Ishtiku. If you want to stop. Shtiku. I'll let you stop. Be quiet. Vilai, and if you don't, Migaloma Alaihu Hoda Omar Shmuel, I'm gonna say about you this that Mar Shmuel said. Tarsi Zarasa Ika Bernarda, Shmuel taught us in early Amira from Bavel. There's really two primary families that came to Narda. See, a lot of the, when you go back far enough in Jewish history, we're all related. <clears throat> so he says. If you, there's two main families in Arda. One's called the family of a Yaina, a dove, very fit for coming out of Parshas Nayach. The other one's called the raven, very fit for Parshas Nayach. Yeah? One's the raven, one's the dove. What's the difference? A dove is faithful and a raven's not. And the way to know you guys, where you're from, are you from the dove family or the raven family? Tomei, Tomei, Tohar, Tohar. Whichever one's got the family name of, of um, Orave has problems. <coughs> the one who has the family name of Yona is fine. Shadu of the Hurigman Badayu, the Ka Atma Benar Malka. And there were so many stones that it kind of like built a, a, a dam. In the in the Malka River, basically they wanted to mess with the Psak Halacha. You're ruining our families. The beauty says, "Let me tell you something. You guys have bigger problems. You're lucky I'm not bringing it up. Half your city would be in trouble if I did bring it up. You want to keep harassing me? Kizinta hate. You're asking for trouble. You want to leave it alone? I'll leave it alone. There's a time that you could ask. I why didn't you bring it up? What up, Chris? It's a time and place to bring it up. This guy had to be put in his tracks. This guy had to be clear. He's a never. The rest of them, he was letting it go. It's a beautiful, beautiful message. In how to, in how to run Klal Yisrael. It's a beautiful message. Rabbi Huda's responsible to run Klal Yisrael. Certain things he knows to bring up. And sometimes it looks like destruction. We know. The Chazal teach us. They just teach us. When a wise person tells you to destroy, you're really building. There's other times where... It's not worth it to destroy right now. It's not worth it to bring it up. You just, you just let it be. And it took the pikchus, the wisdom, the chachma, the, the keen, how keen he was, to know when and where to, to the, the proper time and place 
to bring up various issues. Okay. Machers Rabbi Yudah Pumbadisa, Rabbi Yudah Sedem Pumbadisa, Adav Yenison, Avdi Adi Yenison, Aravadim Yudah Bar Papa Mamzer, Yudah Bar Papa is a Mamzer. Bati Bartuvia Baramas Ruchel Eshakal Gita de Chirusa, and Bati Bartuvia is is a uh, Eved because he never wanted a document of freedom, and therefore he's not allowed to marry, and his family is not allowed to marry Jewish women. See, his master told him he was free, and he offered to give him a document. He didn't want any any uh, documentation that he used to be an Eved. He was arrogant. He says, okay, you're still an Evid. You never got a document of freedom? Your arrogance is causing your own problems. Machriz Rabba Bimachuza, Rabba began an announcement Machuza, Beloi Danoi Tolei Malei Zagoi Kulon Livso. The families of Baloi, Donei Taloi, Maloi, and Zagoi are all not allowed to marry into regular families of Klal Yisrael. Amr Rabbi Rabbi says, Guvoi Givaini. And the the family of Guvoy, they're really Givainim. Okay. Which means they're not allowed to marry into regular pools of Klai Yisrael. They didn't convert under the right uh, pretext. Dordanisa, Deroi Nesinai. Dordanisa is from Dara Nesinai, which means they're Nesinim. Amrav Yudah. Haibay Kuvi de Pompadisa. Kulam Avdi. They're really all from Avadim. Amrav Yudah Mashmul. Abrameyas Avadim. Abila Armas Alafim Avadim. Some say they're 400 or 4,000 slaves. Hayu Lai. The Paksher Bar Imer, Paksher, the son of Imer, had many, 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 many slaves. Okay. The Kulam Nitmu Bikahuna. And all of them, in a forbidden way, married Kayhanim. Now, their owner was a Kayan. So these servants, those 400 or 4,000, had a lot of access to Kohenes, the women from Kahanim, and they married in. So they, that, that started to mess around with the whole Kahuna lineage of the family. And therefore, if you have a Kayan who has chutzpah, you should know this Kayan comes from this family of Pachshur ben Imer, and really doesn't have good lineage. Amar Abayi says, Kulu Yasvan Bishura de Benarda, they all live in the same row in Narda. They all live in the uh, the same area. Upligad Rebelazar, Amar Rebelazar, Marisa Kayan Bazas Meitzach, Lazar, if you have a Kayan who has chutzpah, Al Tahar Acharov, it's not a problem. Shanamar Vamcha Kimrive Kayan. The Jewish nation who are stiff necked are like Kehanim that stand up for the Emes. When you stand up for the Emes, you're going to have a tendency to get involved in Machlaikas. But over here, we see that it's actually part of the. DNA of Kahanim to be a little combative, we'll call it, to be a little, uh, um, not combative, uh, confrontational. They're comfortable with confrontation, and therefore if you see, just because you see a Kayim with, with uh, chutzpah doesn't necessarily mean he comes from this problematic family. Okay, so that's the, that's the machlaikas. When you see a Kayim from problematic family, from, with, with chutzpah, does it show us an issue with the ichas or not? Woman who's not fit for his group of shidduch. When Hakadosh Baruch Hu comes back in the times of Mashiach and brings back His divine presence, made I'll call Ashvatim. He's going to let us know who's who. made a love, and he's got that guy's going to be left out. The Shvatim, the tribes, are testimony for Yisrael. Amos, I have Eidos Yisrael. One's going to be testimony for Yisrael. That 
Because Baruch Hu, the Shekhinah is going to come and say, you're a Jew, you're a Jew, you're a Jew, you're a Jew. Bisman Shashvatim Shifteka. Is when we marry the proper, into the proper Shidduch pool. Omar, if you notice for the past few days, I've talked about the Shidduch pool as opposed to the Shidduchim pool. It's on purpose because nobody wants Shidduchim. Yeah, that's plural. We're not here to have Shidduchim. We just need one, the Shidduch. Need a shidduch. That's it. It's a shidduch. Amar of Chama Barchanina Kshkas Baruch Hu Masha Shchinasai Emasha Ela Mishpachis Miuchasu BiYisrael. He's only going to rest his divine presence upon families that have kosher yichus. Shenemar Beisi No Mashem No Mashem Eyal Elakim. I'll be for you, Hashem. The whole Mishpachis Yisrael. The whole Yisrael. In Nemar doesn't say for every member of Klal Yisrael. Ela the whole Mishpachis. Vehema Yuli Laam. Okay, people who are. Marrying into forbidden marriages won't have the Shechina reside. They'll be part of Klai Yisrael, but they're not going to have the same level of divine presence resting on them. This is the difference between a Yisrael and a Ger Taishav. Here we're not talking about a Ger that converts to Judaism. There's a category of people in the Torah referred to as a Ger Taishav. A Ger Taishav is a non-Jewish person who's allowed to live in Eretz Yisrael because they keep the Sheva Mitzvah B'nai Nayach. So the Gemara is saying that if a person doesn't actively convert to Judaism and because of, become a full-fledged Jew, granted, you're gonna, they're considered righteous and they're doing whatever they need to do. However, the divine presence, since they didn't, Make themselves now part of the families of Klal Yisrael. The divine presence doesn't is not going to rest on them the same way it's going to rest on somebody who did convert to Judaism or somebody who was born Jewish and lives their life with with uh, marrying into the proper shidduch pool. It's a fascinating Gemara, beautiful Gemara. The Gemara says that Gerim. This is talking about an actual convert. Somebody who does convert to Judaism is like sapachas. It's like tzaras. Listen to this. And it says over here, like a seis and a sapachas. What does it mean that a ger to Klal Yisrael is like tzaras? This is beautiful. Listen to this. What this means is that when a person's born Jewish, we take for granted our Judaism. You have somebody who's born Jewish and they hear about Torah mitzvahs and they say, what's the natural response to that? Okay, so I'm Jewish. Psh, Hashem loves me. It doesn't take much responsibility. And then somebody goes ahead and converts to Judaism and they generally care a lot more about the intricacies of Judaism than somebody who was born into it. And it ends up, see what happens is when you have a patch of skin on a whole body, it now becomes noticeable. Right? You don't notice each part of your skin. All of a sudden there's teras, there's a, there's a, we'll call it a blister on the skin. It's like, oh, there's a pimple? There's a pimple. Why are you noticing it now? The skin's been there. Oh, because it's a little elevated, it's a little different. What it means is that the gerim are like sapachas, uh, the klal is that they cause klal to notice what they have. You can have somebody who's 
who's uh, you know sitting at their Shabbos table and they've kept the same Shabbos table for 50 years. Somebody converts to Judaism. By the way, it's the same thing as with the Baal Right? Somebody wasn't raised with Torah mitzvahs. Now they become known Torah mitzvahs. They come to the Shabbos table, they say, hey, I learned in a book from Rabbi Kohn or Rabbi Ribiyat. It says that, you know, on Shabbos, you're not supposed to uh, shake out the tablecloth or whatever. And this guy's like, huh? Eh? What? I never noticed that. Yeah, I never heard of such a thing. Right? Now you notice. That's the Milo, that's the game that, that uh, somebody who didn't always have the halachic exposure can add to the table that causes the noticing the same way a small patch of skin completely changes around uh, somebody else. Okay, one more piece of Gemara here before we end. Baruch is going to go through the yichus of each Shevet. He's going to start with Shevet Levi. Hashem sits and refines silver. You know how silver is refined? It's held over heat, but not for a moment too long. And you know when the silversmith knows when it got hot enough? When he sees his own reflection. That's how it works. It's a beautiful mashal to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He refines us. And he sits like a silversmith over fire. The moment he sees himself in us, that's completion. That's how we know this purity. When you can see HaKadosh Baruch Hu in, in another Yid, in, in, our, in ourselves, V'tir as ben Levi, V'zika k'esam k'zav, V'chakasef, V'hoyu l'ashem, Magishe mincha b'tztaka, Shpi like Hashem, like those who bring uh, carbon uh, sacrifices, as well as righteousness. Okay, we'll hold it here for today. And uh, tomorrow we will pick up with Amar Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, Chavra, and a Gittavach.